Good day. I'm Rick Dancer. I realize I always say good evening when some of you watch this during the day. So that's probably really stupid. So I'm not going to do that anymore. <clears throat> um, when you see um, uh, Kim Stark and Tabitha all dressed up at the Eugene Country Club tonight, I feel really underdressed. But then I don't feel so bad when I know that <laughs> Bass and Tackle Rob is here in his flannel with his hat. And the reason I did this is because I went out and rode mountain bikes today and I still haven't taken a shower. <laughs> so I just stick a hat on and do my show. So tonight our show is sponsored by Compton Family Wines and we're going to be talking to Tabitha. Um, I was recently there and have my stock. I have the, um, we got cases <laughs> and we'll be showing you some of that. And um, our other sponsor is Chris Dental Family Dentistry. And last night I showed you um, you know, Dr. Bratlett is so smart and he, um, I used a sonnet crawl toothbrush, you know, and I get a lot of buildup. I know this is kind of personal. I get a lot of buildup on the back of my teeth. I mean, like a week later. And so I'm always, you know, working on that. And he gave me this oral B toothbrush. Let me bring these guys on here. I guess ever used an oral B toothbrush. I, I have, I have yeah. indeed. There's, there's different iterations of it, but yes. Um, those suckers, I'll tell you, it's just the back. If you, you thought that you're going to, but if you could feel the back of my teeth, there is, I mean, it is just, it's just, it's, it's like polished China. I mean, oh, you're just so happy about it. That's what you're I am. I just, and Dr. Bradley said, Rick, quit using that other toothbrush, the one you got at Costco and use, and it's expensive. It's like a hundred bucks or something. And, but I tell you, Kathy and I, and it has a little face on it. I should have brought it out here. Oh, yeah. No, this is the one that I've used. Oh, my $100 toothbrush. Oh, you're getting all uppity on it now. No, but it tells you it has a little smiley face when you do it enough. And if, oh, and if you only brush for 30 if you only that brush for 30 seconds, it goes like this. Oh, it frowns at you? Yeah. Oh. Kim, your kids would love this. I mean, it because it and it has the problem with mine is I when I turned it on. Um, it came on in Chinese and I forgot to push the button. So, <laughs> so Kathy's is in English and mine's in Chinese. And since I don't speak Chinese, I don't know. It's stealing <laughs> nuclear secrets from you is what it's doing. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's connected to my TikTok. <laughs> I know, I know it is. It was. You forgot to read of that part. Yep. That's I did. So, Rob, I'm going to bring you back in just a second, but first sure. we're going to start with the cute people. Oh, there he goes. Can't say anything back to me. Okay. So, Kim, tell me where you are, what you're doing, and what's going on over there. Okay, here we are. We, You know what's going on. I, I, it's, but, you know, Tabitha said, I'll be pouring wine at the Country Club on Thursday. I'm like, oh, gosh, I guess. So I did this for you, Rick. I'm going to have some wine for you. You, you took it for the team, huh? <laughs> She's already poured me some. So we have some, I just had some yummy. You, oh yeah, show us yours again. Cause she doesn't have that hey, one here. So, Tabitha, tell her what this is. I really like this wine. It's the Ramado. Yeah, it's a Ramado and it's called Ramado because it's a Pinot Gris that's had skin contact. And so she's having the Pinot Gris without skin contact which is the true white. But initially Pinot Gris was actually fermented on the skins to get the color. So see, Kim, this is like what Pinot Gris would be like if it didn't have the the, the skin on it. Yeah, and it, it has, was pressed right away. It's yeah. Oh, it yeah. has a little different flavor to it, and it's got that pretty pink color that goes with your dress. I know. I need that kind to match my shirt. And what else do you have? She's uh, got a Chardonnay, 
and then a rosé of Pinot Noir, and then two different Pinot, no Pinot Noirs, straight Pinot Noirs. So when you go there, here's what happens to you. Want to see my video? So yeah. we get we bought <laughs> we bought a lot, but we live in Montana, and there's no wineries yeah. here. Yeah, you had to stock up. So, <laughs> hey lady, hey lady, can you haul that stuff to my truck, please, for me? Service. Full service. Compton's now has no more wine left. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sure it's clean. Now, Kim, yes. look, at my, look at my truck when she opens the door. Okay, like, so the back's full. And I noticed it was bulging. I'm like, this must be theirs. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of room in God. here. That was our truck. You even put it. <laughs> Did it make it back without breaking? Yeah, and then because we have to, you know, because we're we're leaving our truck somewhere, and I don't trust. No offense, anyone, but I don't trust Oregon. There's so a lot of crime there, so I'm not going to leave a bunch of bottles of wine in my truck. So every place we stayed, I'm hauling that wine up the stairs to the Airbnb. Oh, you know, because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lose my Compton family wines after I go all the way to Oregon to get them. So yeah, so here I am, Kathy and I are hauling all that stuff up into. We had to stay in two or three other places um, on the way home, and it was like, plus we looked kind of funny going into the motel, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we're just having a little bit of to drink tonight, you know? Oh, my gosh. That's unreal. <laughs> you could just skip the gym and carry the wine. That's right. Now, we also got to meet the staff. So let me show you. Where did it? There we go. Oh, cute. Look at All your of And, Kim, we got to meet mom and dad. Yeah, my so, parents showed up there. Oh, that's so cute. Your parents, and that's her sister-in-law, and, and she I was there, too. Look at that family affair. And then look at this is what Dr. Bratlin gave me. I don't know if you saw this. What did he get? Uh, oh, oh, that is so cute. I wondered where you got that. I saw a picture of that. Oh, that is so cute. That's Wally. And and <laughs> Wally was made by a woman in Eugene. Um, and I, what's her name? Her name is Brittany. She's a chainsaw artist. I talked to her yesterday, and she's going to come on the show later this month and actually show us how she makes. She makes these donkeys. I don't think you can see it. Oh. oh can you see that? Barely. Oh, yeah. The big ears. Oh. They are the cutest things you've ever seen and the eyes and stuff. So we're going to have to get her connected to you, Tabitha, because you have all the animals and you don't have a donkey. You would have. Yeah, one. I don't have a donkey. Or a goat because she has a goat in her. Like one of them holding a bottle of wine would be so cute in front of you. The fun oh. thing I today was a geese attacking my pigs. <laughs> that was this morning's activity. <laughs> so so when is, tell me what's going on with harvest. When do you start harvesting your grapes? We harvest a little bit this Monday and Tuesday for our sparkling wine and then like our rosé of Pinot and then we're ready. So going to do a little bit this weekend too. So is that like kids are out of school because they're on payroll. So then they can help this weekend as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, I used to have to work. I had to pick berries when I was a kid. My mom and dad were slave drivers. And they'd make Wait, did they get the stomp on the grapes? Well, typically you stomp on the grapes if your equipment's not working. And yes, there was one time last year a piece of equipment broke and my son, I'm like, all right, get barefoot and jump in. And he, he whined the whole time that he didn't want the earwigs to bite at him. See, that would be fun to stomp on the grapes. I think it would be too, but I'd want to make sure, and I know at Compton Family Vineyards, there's a cleansing of the feet before the stomping of the grapes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's a jumping at these 
buckets of, <laughs> you toss the child and the person in for sure. So how where's your next taste? So you have tastings this weekend, right? At the at the vineyard. I mean oh, at the, the wine. Yeah, we have our, our tasting room. But yes, we have a wine club party this weekend. It's again, it's quarterly. January, April, July, and October. So this is a big one. We should be pretty busy. And if people come by and join the wine club, they could see the process of all the activity this weekend too. Mm. So you and the joining a wine club is like makes you part of the group and then you get like special deals and you know that you get wines like some of the ones that Mr. Dancer gets. Yeah, we have wines some that are for our members. Special ones that you don't get everybody, not just anybody can walk special in unless you're a club wine. member or somebody like me. Well, when you buy 500 boxes, of course. <laughs> yeah, those were just the three that she showed us. But we're going to be giving our um, people at stay at our Airbnb. We're going to be giving them a bottle. Oh, of that's wine. a good idea. You yeah, know, because it doesn't cost us that much. And you know, if you walked into an Airbnb, don't you think it'd be cool to see somebody like you know having a glass of wine and Well, so all right, so you guys are Eugene Country Club, and if people are members of the club, how late are you there tonight? Ah, oh, that's a great question. I'm pretty sure it's till seven. Okay, so get down there. You can taste these wines. Um, in fact, I was talking to our friends at B. Freed, um, MD, Tabitha, oh, yeah. and they love Tim and May. They're coming on as clients too. They're going to be sponsors with us. They love your wine, and they said we heard about it with you, and then we were there, and we really liked their staff too. I said, yeah, their staff is almost as delicious as their wine. Almost as delicious. I just tried one sip and I'm already sold. So yeah. I have staff well, right now. I'll, I'll let you ladies go drink a little bit. I mean, sip <laughs> a little bit. And Kim, remember when you're tasting wine, you do, you're supposed to spit it out. Oh, you know, there's a difference. Okay. I got wrong. I'll slow down. I learned. All right. Thanks, you guys. We'll so, see you later. Thank you. So again, you guys, the, the Compton Family Vineyards, their wine, their, their facility in Philomath is open um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for tasting. So you should get down there. Um, and now for our trip to the Oregon coast in Charleston, where Basin Tackle Rob is there. He's also kind of a wine snob. I kind of am. I, I even have a couple. We, we keep a stash in the studio. And Rick didn't know this before. Now, I, I need to go back for a second here. You, I, you show the picture of your truck with all that stuff in it. So you've got interstate transport without a permit. I mean, I'm sure you had a permit. And you've got all your worldly belonging stuff in the back of your truck. You were rolling probable cause to get pulled over by state troopers. Now, I can't believe you made it home. I Did you spend a couple nights in the in the pokey? Did you? No. And plus, I have still have Oregon plates because that's a whole nother story. Because my car, it, my truck is a business truck. So Toyota has the title. But we changed the name of the business to get the truck. So we've been doing this for eight months trying to get a license. And we're finally getting closer. And that, too, is an infraction. Those little things are amazing how they add up. The things you don't even think about that you're going to uh, you're going to have to encounter. Well, you know, when you move and, and all the, you know, my Kathy just got in today and got her driver's license finally, because you have to make an appointment in a small town. They only come here twice a week. So you're, you're you know, it was right. out in September. We were in there in, you know, July or some darn thing. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just how it works. So tell people, you guys, you have a podcast and tell people. But, but before, so I need to go back again, right at the beginning of the show, you talked about how everybody's overdressed and you feel underdressed. I feel underdressed. Just a sidebar, a little piece of interesting trivia for y'all. In all the times I've appeared here on Rick Dancer's program, I have yet to wear pants. 
I don't I don't wear pants when we do this, Rick. Free. <laughs> no, I'm wearing pants. I got britches on. I got britches on. I just want to throw that in there. Um, anyway, just make sure that you don't have to get up and run fast. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so you, what's, your, what's your podcast about? Because you're kind of it's a fishing, hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Outdoorsy sort of things. We, we start off, it, it always starts off with kind of a recent report, what's going on, what folks are catching, what they're not catching, weather, stuff like that. Things that are pertinent to the local outdoorsman. And then it always devolves into politics. And it, it didn't really start that way. Um, a number of years ago, the ODFW shut down rock fishing just across the board, the entire state of Oregon. You could not fish for rock fish in the ocean. They just, I say they arbitrarily did it. They said, oh no, we knew it was coming, but we gave you 48 hours notice before we shut down the entire coast and destroyed an economy and a way of life. And so I, I from there, it kind of started going into politics. But a little article here that we talked about this week is kind of in your neck of the woods. And we, we started talking about hunting and fishing and we're kind of, we're going to, we're getting into hunting season now. And this popped up in international news. And this is from your neck of the woods. And it's grinning Montana woman kills and oh, did you see that? Can that be real? I mean, yeah, can it be? Yeah. So it's, you guys, here's what she did. So she killed someone's like Samoan, like a husky, a, a Malamute husky. It looks like, and 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 she has it. She's got it all skinned, like yeah, like on, and she posts it because she thinks it's a wolf. Like, how can you live in Montana and not know the difference between? She's probably. Californian that moved here. <laughs> I like it. I like it, Rick. Yes, we're just you know whether that's true or not. But it was a, it was a fascinating little story. And then you we, we kind of talk about that. And then sometimes when my internet's working right, we do a little live stream and we do it on Facebook and we get good interaction from people and it's fun. Nothing to the degree that you do. Um, you know, much more of a smaller scale. But it it just it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of campy. It's just me being me and people being people. So did you see today? that the interest rate for a 30-year mortgage went up to 6.82. Of course it did. It's un Rob, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And that people are still standing up and not stand or not standing up and yeah. saying, okay, this is enough. You know, no, I mean, wait till winter hits, because I'm hearing lots of people um, yeah. talking about winter. And I was listening to a podcast the other day with Jay, uh, Jordan Peterson. Um, and uh, an expert uh, was with him, Michael Yawn, who's been all over the world uh -huh. and watching. And he said, "There's a famine is coming. He said, "There a famine is coming. It's already hit Sri Lanka. And he was talking that episode is 274 of people are Jordan Peterson fans. But you should really listen to it because, um, you know, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'll tell you what, when you see what's all the agriculture that's being shut down around the yeah. world. Um, you better be prepared. The, the, the crazy kook conspiracy theorists that I used to roll my eyes at are now like a 90% hit ratio. They're, they're actually more accurate than they're not accurate. And that's the, we, we can't keep on the current trajectory that we're going now. You know, I was shopping the other day and I bought a loaf of bread, a French baguette to go with, of course, the wine. And then you do a little mixture, a little emulsion of balsamic vinegar, uh, olive oil, fresh cracked black pepper, and some fresh grated Parmesan cheese on top. And this is a little loaf of bread that cost me a dollar a year ago. It now costs a dollar 47. That's not an 8.1% uh, uh, increase in price. Um, cheese, Tillamook cheese, love Tillamook cheese, paying $8 for a two pound block of it. It is now almost $13. This seven and 8% inflation they're talking about, um, you know, they're, they're talking about maybe lending and stuff like that. But when it comes to actual real goods, real tangible goods in hand, that 
increase in price is anywhere from 30 to 50%. And we're seeing it in cost of goods here at Base and Tackle. It's it's astronomical. And I think there's a lot of gouging going on. Well, I think what's really frightening about it too is you're starting to see like there's going to be shortages of stuff. Yes. Um, you know, especially fresh vegetables and things like that. You're mm-hmm. going to see shortages and people need to be planning for that. And, you know, I, I, I just can't believe the number of people who are still got their head in the sand. Yeah. What do you think is going to go on for the next six weeks, you know, up till that November 8th day? I, I don't know. I, I think I think things will kind of remain the way they are right now because nobody wants to rock that boat too much. People want to just try to maintain things and not, not make it go too bad one way or the other. And then once... Once the elections play out, I think after that, it's going to be, I think no matter what, it's going to be a downhill slide for at least a period of time. How can it not be? Look at our current trajectory. Look what we've been seeing. Look what's going on. We, I don't think we can stop it at this point. I think we have to hit some kind of bottom before we can come back up. So somebody was online the other day saying, well, you know what? This is the cost of all the last you know two years of of lockdowns and things like that, that people, you and know, free money, free yeah. money, uh, Oregon just got, we're the first ones in on this, this, this new thing where they're, they're Biden's Biden's going to Biden's going to fight starvation and hunger in America by stealing money from tax paying Americans and giving it to people that don't work. And Oregon, Oregon, I actually pronounce it Oregon now with an E because the state's kind of gone from what it used to be, just took possession or is taking possession of $1.1 billion to give to people that, that don't work. I'm all for helping people that need help, but they also have to want to improve their station in life. And I think we've become a socialist society at this point. Well, you know, it was interesting when the, um, well, I was listening to something about the college tuition is so much higher than they said it was going to be. I mean, through the roof. And Rob, the last time I criticized that and I wasn't even I just said, you know, how does that where's that going to come from? And then on a website, people started putting up uh, finding they found my PPP loans that I got um, from the government and that were promised to be not have that I didn't have to pay them back. That was the deal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I probably wouldn't. And they raked me over the coals for that and saying how hypocritical when these are two completely different things. Yeah. When you are. sign up and, but, but all of it, it doesn't matter. I was, um, where was that? I, I was listening. It, it doesn't matter. We used to care about your deeds and what you did mm-hmm. now. And now it's what you believe. It's only what you believe. Yeah. And so if you all the virtue signaling. Right. If if you're if you're good to people, you take care of people, doesn't matter if you think that X, Y, and Z, if you if you don't support the current lack of forest management, then you're a climate hate, you're a climate denier. And it's yeah. like, I'm not a climate denier, but I think you are failing to live up to your expectation. What I love about forest management right now, it's so hypocritical, is you 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 don't want to cut down trees. You want to leave the garbage behind to start a fire, which will cause more carbon to enter the air. And those trees are actually carbon sequestering machines. Right. That you're storing it in. So mm-hmm. we have the perfect God made machine that stores this stuff. You build a house with it. Your house has now been basically green because it's storing this carbon for you. But when you don't do that, it rots in the forest, creating carbon. It burns when there's a forest fire. And I was talking to a forester the other day and he said, you know, Rick, most of those laws went into effect to protect the spotted owl where they didn't go in and clean it up. Now in Oregon, a lot of that timber that burned 
was spotted owl habitat. So nope. the very thing, yeah, the very thing they were trying to protect, they actually ruined. But you don't see anybody coming in and saying, you know, oh yeah, maybe we need to change the narrative and, and change the trajectory. But it doesn't fit the agenda. And everything is agenda driven now, unfortunately. There's no common sense. There's no common discourse. Your show's kind of kind of cool because you cover a lot of people and you you have different political views and you're you know, you're you're a conservative fellow, but you're, you're kind of middle ground. You're kind of libertarian. You're kind of like that too. Some of our best customers and our best friendships that we've made here at Basin Tackle are the the same thing. They're not far right. They're not, I mean, my politics, I'm to the right of Attila the Hun. If Hitler came back, he'd be like, oh, this guy's crazy. He's so far to the right. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but at the same time, I kind of see everybody's position. I just, I, I won't call you she, if you're a he, unless you call me your majesty, just for right. the record. If someone says your, or your eminence, I prefer, my pronoun is eminence, your eminence. Well, what I think is, you know, when I was a news guy, I had to be the middle of the road. And um, right. and so I really was back and forth. I mean, I, 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 I straddle now a little more to the right of the middle because I've always it's because it's, it's, everything's so crazy right now. It seems to me what what most of the left is doing is is promoting lack of freedom. Um, yeah. Let the government do what it wants. Remember back. I, I've used this example a lot. I remember coming to Eugene. And there was all the, the shitty Volvos in town with bumper stickers that said, kill your television, don't trust authority, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. Now, those are the Republicans. And right. The I know. <laughs> the Republicans and the Republicans have become the Democrats. So it's, you know, that's why I don't have any faith or trust in the political system whatsoever. Right. But I, I do believe in sense that used to be common. And I think that when you stand back and you see and you look scientifically at what we've done for the last two years, it hasn't worked. And Unemotionally, you have to detach emotions and look at it logically. Yep. Common, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, common sense is an uncommon virtue. We don't have yeah. it anymore. Quick question for you. So while you're, you're the news guy and you kind of, you've got to be, you know, talk to these people, talk to these people, even though you, you were your own person and are your own person as you were doing these stories, as you were spending time with different people and you had to, you know, help them express their viewpoints. Did you find that your mindset, not because of logic, but did you find that sometimes maybe emotionally you would start finding yourself, uh, currying favor to one side over the other? Does that happen? As no, a What I used to do is, um, I'd usually get a photographer who had the opposite beliefs of me. And so then we keep each other honest. Plus I'd always kind of go overboard to, to make sure that the side I felt, and, and people told me this, I would go overboard to make sure that the side I disagreed with was going to get covered and, and, and that, that, you know, so they'd be equal. So I kind of give favor to that other side. But, you know, I, I think people have said to me, you know, well, it, it, like today, what's different about coverage? Well, what's different about coverage is back in, the, in my day, uh, neo-Nazis came to Eugene and we covered them. And I had to go out and I had to cover them and I had to be fair. I don't like neo-Nazis. I hate mm -hmm. what they stand for, but I had to go in there and be as fair to them as I did to the people who were protesting against the neo-Nazis. And today that isn't how it works. It's, it's true. Not. They come in and they decide this is the truth and we're mm -hmm. going to push that agenda. And that's what's wrong with how they, I would have never gotten away with the stuff that they get away with today. My news director would have called me in and say, you know, I don't care whether you agree with it or not. You don't, you, you cover them fairly. That's what you're supposed to do. It's opinion now. It's not news. It's not reporting. Right. It's not impartial. Well, do you think we'll ever be back to the impartiality? Is that possible? Well, and look at their numbers. I mean, nobody's watching. And that's why yeah, the, true. Why podcasting is going through the roof is yeah. because people can sit down 
And you can, instead of taking short little bites, you can have it in context of what the conversation was. And, you know, it's really easy to take a little piece out and throw it in there. Right. Having the, so when you and I sit here and have this long conversation, if people are watching the whole thing, they're going to see the heart, the soul, and the, the ideas of who we are. If somebody just listens to two seconds, they're going to grab what they want, you know, and then and, right, right. And often it's very non-reflective of what you're really thinking and what you're talking about. This is the new printing press. This right here in front of us. This is, this is life-changing and history-changing. The only issue we have is the censorship on the different media platforms and whatnot. That's that's where the difficulty comes. Oh, it's, it's how do we take that? I know you're you're dealing with that on a on a grand scale. All the time. They throttle my numbers back when they, stuff like like this, they'll throttle it back. Um, they do that. And so there's things, you know, I can do this just I'm, I'm moving people to my website, which is rickdancer.com, because this is airing okay. live right now over there. So we're trying okay. to do that because they they you know now they're harping on music. They're harping on anything. I mean, they can. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't give this message, it's just like living in China or Russia. Um, mm -hmm. Not that I've ever lived there, but it's like they are they are coming down on anything that doesn't line up with their agenda. I, I think they're starting to pull back a little because um, I, I I don't I think people understand that. You know what I mean? But it does. It scares mm -hmm. me sometimes because there's things I can't. I well, Dick Morris. Do you know who he is? Yep. Um, he's coming on my show Monday. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah. So and for those wow. of you who don't know, Dick Morris is the author of a book called The Return. It's about Donald Trump, and he's kind of a heavy hitter. And yeah, um, kind of, yeah. I reached out and said, would you like to put him on your show? So what I'm probably going to do is I'll put him on my Rick Dancer website and YouTube, and then I'll take clips, share them on Facebook um, in a show like this with just some clips that are sanitized right and, and guide people over to that other show because I don't think I can just put the whole thing here on Facebook and Instagram because or LinkedIn because I think they will cancel it or cut that's me off crazy that's that's frightening that's what you have to do people so you those of you out there who think that when we talk about this um, that that we're just blowing smoke no that's what really happens and I have to I have to calculate. Yeah. Um, and you can't be free to talk about what you always want, you know, everything mm -hmm. that you want to talk about, because you've got to calculate and wonder what's going to happen. I, uh, I, I put a little video of crab underwater the other day on my, my fake book account, and it's been viewed just under three quarter of a million times. It's reached over a million people like a great, great coverage, great coverage. And then I, I made a little post that I thought was even better. And it was the, the, the Nord Stream pipeline issue we have going on right now. It shows the pipeline, but it shows Hunter Biden on the end of the pipe, sucking on it like a giant crack pipe. And they didn't like that. And that, and then my numbers and everything started to plummet. Yeah. I don't, you might not like it, but it's parody. It's fun. But my, by golly, that's, that's, that's verboten. Well, see, would be so proud of Facebook today. I have some pictures of, we went fishing and they, we were cutting the rockfish and I actually went, you know what? I don't think I can post that because I think they'll take that as violence. Yeah. What I, I did work for a producer in the news one time. This shows that, you know, it says in the Bible that in the end times that people will worship the creation more than the creator, you yes. know? Well, so, so it was okay to show um, Rodney King being beaten by police, but we couldn't show the fish being pulled out and bonked on the head and killed. Um, and that was like, no, it was a big con in the news room. There's a wow. big big conference about it about showing this violent act of fish but it's like but 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 you're 
showing Rodney King being the having the pulp beat out of him mm -hmm. over and over again, and that's okay, you know. I mean, and, uh, and, I, and you're right, and, and, and I, I love that. I think about that a lot too. We're worshiping people are worshiping the creation again, not the creator, and that's everything else falls after that. Once you do that, once you go down that path, there, there's logic doesn't play in, goodness doesn't play in. It's just pure emotion, and that's what we're operating on these days is emotion. Yeah, and fear. You know, and I think when you when you get people there, there's that other line that says fear, uh, fret not for fretting will bring on more evil. Um, you know, that is that is what happened. That's what's happening. And now, you know, in other parts of the country, um, you know, here in Montana, you know, there's a few people who still mask and do that kind of stuff, but not not nearly what I saw in Oregon. And it's not about the mask. Yeah. It's about the fear that's behind it and, and the and the virtue yeah. signal. And the yeah. people that come up and say, maybe they're doing it to protect you. Oh, horseshit. They're mm -hmm. not doing it to protect me. They're doing it because they're afraid. And that's okay. But it's just, I, it's, it's, I guess it's, it's not okay because we can't right. live in fear. We, you know, you can't say that, I guess, but we can't live in fear because yeah. we, never, we never get out of this thing. And, and yeah, Kathy and exactly. I, we stopped, we refused to do this living in fear. It wasn't the mass thing, but that was like two months into it. We just went, you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to live in fear. And we didn't get we we actually didn't get COVID until gosh, last January. I mean, this past January, twenty two. Did it mess up your sense of taste? Did your sense of taste and smell get messed up? Nope. So I, I still, I after not. a year, I still have weird residual things like, ooh, that, that 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 smells rotten. I think I think that bacon has gone bad. Like what? And no one else in the house is like, no, Dad, that it doesn't smell weird. But just there's the odd thing that kicks in since the Rona. I didn't fear the Rona. I knew I was going to get it at some point. It's, you know, it's a flu variant. I and I had it and I've had it again. Right. We had it like a, a, a couple months ago, we got it, but it was, it was like a cold. It wasn't like, you know, yep. I, I mean, I didn't feel good. It's not like I want to get sick ever, but it wasn't like, you know, um, like, like the, the early version. And I never had that. Right. I think Kathy might have, but I never had that. So everybody in our house had it. And for the most folks, it was a day or two. Me, I was laid out for about a week and the residual just exhaustion was I've had flus that have been so much worse, but I haven't had any that, that hung on as long as this did. And you talk about masks. I am seeing a market uptick here locally in people wearing masks when I'm out shopping and it's, did I miss some kind of edict? Is something going on? Do the lines come back in the floor? And on my show, that's one of the things I talk about a lot is I try to, I try to remind people of stupid things that happened. Remember a year ago, every story you went into was telling you which way to walk by putting lines and arrows on the floor and you obeyed it. You obeyed it without thinking twice. People stop the nonsense. Well, it, it, it is interesting. I see people and not in here because I here I kind of figure, you know, you probably have an immune compromised thing or something's going on with your family. Right. You have someone. I, I assume that. But when I was back home or back there, not home, but back there, it was like, you know, I, I look and I'm going, oh, you watch local news. You watch local news. You watch the news. You watch NBC. You watch. And I think it right. was in my head because it's like I don't I don't see any that because Kathy and I'll see like an uptick, you know, and we'll go. There must be something in the news about that because yeah. now people are starting to wear it. You know, that there must be some like heightened awareness or something. And when you don't watch, you don't know and you just keep living your life without fear. So that's you why know, having but but having that that living your life without fear, having that awareness, having that that open mind and that clarity is almost a burden in some ways because it's so frustrating. You're walking around, you're seeing, I watched morbidly obese people that were going to, they're probably dead of diabetes by now. I watched them take their little cartons of milk and their little cartons of, well, whatever it was, wasn't milk, but taking 
hand sanitizing wipes, double layer masks. I, I saw this. I saw this in my own eyes and disinfecting all their groceries before transporting it from a bag to yeah. a sterile box in the back of their vehicle. And it's frustrating because, and I, I, this wasn't like immunocompromised people. It may have been in certain circumstances, but we know it's not. We know it's just the masses just meh, follow what we're doing and being told. And it's so frustrating because you're walking around. I would see, I would see couples, young men and women. And this is my friends. And I talked about this one walking and the woman wouldn't have a mask and the dude would have a mask. And it's like, you lost your man card, bro. Your lady, your lady is giving you a, a giving you an out to go to Safeway and not wear a mask, and you're choosing to. What is wrong with you? And again, there's circumstances. If you want to wear it, it's fine. But we, anybody with a monicum of, of of common sense knows that for the most part, and there's there's always outliers. For the most part, the masks didn't do anything other than make. I, made I it just feel like we, I feel like we need to get back to um, th talking about things that you know that that really matter again and yeah. you know and, and economy and yeah economy and life and your neighbors and you know taking care of each other mental health issues kids back in school you know we need to be we need to get back to you know i i i thought i did hear one thing that president biden has said in the last uh, year that i i agreed with when he said that everything was over <laughs> and then they backpedaled and I went, oh, shoot, I had one thing. I was going to use that with my more liberal friends. I could say, no, I found something I agree with with Joe Biden. And then they backpedaled. The economy's over. Like the yeah, nation's over. Uh, we're, we're strong. We're resilient. It's, it's, a, it's a tough go right now. It really is. And we're so schismed. We're so divided. And we see it all day, every day. And I think it used to be, and I, and I say this a lot, that in the old days, whether you had a D, whether you had an R, whatever it was, whatever, whatever that, that, that designator was behind your name, ultimately you had America's best interest at heart and in your mind and in your soul. And it's just, we had different ways of arriving at that same essential conclusion. It's right. not that anymore. Now there are the America haters. There's the America lovers. There's the sycophantic right, the sycophantic left. It's We do not have the same end game right. in mind. And that's how do you recover from that? I don't right. know how. Right. How do you bring unity when um, when you, you you can't find something to grab onto that you won't yeah. agree with like that? And, you know, that's the sad part for me is um, that, the, you know, honestly, the friends I lost um, in, in this um, who used to, you know, follow me on Facebook and then would, you know, give me a, a stern, I can't be here anymore. And honestly, Rob, the number of people that I've had to block, not not because yeah. I was forced to, but because I had to come up with some kind of sanity pill that said, you know what, I don't have to take that mm -hmm. from people. And I'm not being, uh, you know, because I was always like a guy who thought I want all kinds of people talking on my page about all kinds of stuff. But when people started coming on and going, I just can't believe that you don't have more concern for people and that this kind of passive aggressive backhanded crap yeah. i have yeah. enough of them on my my twist, it. twist it and then yeah. present it to you and tried, oh, well all i meant was that i was just asking a question no you were trying to twist it so that you're using my audience mm -hmm. to try to spin a narrative that is not going to happen on this page so yeah. i started blocking people and then they'd make fun of me for blocking people and then now it's the most interesting one is on instagram you can block them but they don't know it <laughs> and no. so they'll write a comment and thinking everybody's reading it when I'm the only, <laughs> I'm the only one who sees it and 
you know, I can make it live or not. So it's kind of like a, I kind of get, I have two people and I watch them and I'll say, Oh, here you're doing your twisting again. And do you, uh, do you own any puppies? Do you have any puppies in your home? No. Why do you hate puppies? Why does Rick dancer hate puppies? You're such a puppy hater. Oh my gosh. It's because I ate oranges. Oh, there you go. And the hair on your legs with the corn. So you're a supporter of the orange world, aren't you? <laughs> oh, and you know what? Because you like oranges, you like Donald Trump because he's Mr. Orange. See that? And that's what they do. That's yeah. what the does right now. It takes one little thing and all and, and turns it around and makes it into something bigger. And it's it, we have to, as people, I think we have to stop paying attention to it. Um, I, I think we do. I mean, I support America. I, I'm, I'm conservative, but I have a very libertarian bent to me. And I, I and I'll take anybody's opinions at, at, at value. But the left overall isn't giving us that opportunity. They're not. Um, and when you talk about violence, you talk about, you know, I hear about this right wing extremism. And I, I don't know where it is. I don't know what that means. Are you talking about all the buildings that have been burnt down in Portland over the past couple of years? Because right wing extremists. Why is it extremist when it happens in, to a more conservative crew, yep. when, when it's um, everyday occurrence or treated as normal? That's what I think the hypocrisy mm-hmm. is. What, but the good news, I think, is that's what's really starting to drive people crazy. I mean, they're starting to go, wait a minute. This is just this. This is not right. You can't you can't say one thing and, and then do the other. And yeah. so hopefully people will stand up at the ballot box um, and, and I don't care if you vote Republican or Democrat. I mean, it's your, it's your thing. It's your vote. But I, I hope that those people that drive around with bumper stickers that say, I vote Republican and I vote Democrat. What that says to me is I'm narrow minded. I don't do my homework. Yeah. I just go with the crowd. I hope that you really check into people and figure out what it is that you want in your state. What, how do you want Oregon to look? And then go vote accordingly, because if you don't, um, you're in deep. Trouble. We're going to get we're going to get more of the same. We're going to get more of the of the status quo, which hey, is. Uh, but go ahead, sir. You are here. That was fun. I don't even think I, have, I don't even think I have time for Bill. I'm going to what I'm going to do. People No, it's OK. What I'm going to do is I'll put Bill on separately tomorrow. Um, I'll just post him on my page, everybody, and he'll be his own show. Um, because I, I can't go till seven o'clock. I don't have enough time on here. So, um, and, but that was fun and nice talking with you. Hopefully we Pleasure was mine. I always enjoy this. And thanks. Thanks for having us. Thanks. I say, oh, uh, so tell me real, a bottle of wine. So tell me real quick, how do people find you on, if they want um, to you find me on, on, on the Facebooks mostly. And I pluralize it like that. Cause that's what old people do. And it's fun. You go to the Safeways on your way to watch the Facebooks. You have to, I don't know why, but it's just old people do that. And I just thought it was fun. And I do that all the time and people try to correct me. And now I, I have my audience referring to it as that, uh, but Basin Tackle Charleston on the Facebook. So it's Basin Tackle Charleston. And then as we, as the season goes on, we're morphing into more and more stuff. I, I keep trying to put the show on Facebook, but they keep yanking it. And then I get 30 day bans and stuff. So I, I have to not do that anymore. <laughs> I enjoy the heck out of this. Thank you for this, this venue, this outlet. And it's nice to see like-minded people. Um, get together and have a civil discourse or even unlike-minded people have a civil discourse. Right. It's, uh, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Conversation. That's what it's all about. Yes, sir. Hey, all right. Talk to you later. Thank you. God bless each and every one of you. And God bless America. So there you go. Base, base and tackle Rob. Um, wasn't expecting that conversation, but Hey, what the heck? So again, I will put bill on tomorrow. Um, I'll just put him on my page, put him up live. 
and um, we'll see what he uh, he has some news on it. I've watched it. It's very interesting, and you probably need to get a hold of it. Um, share this on your page with people. Don't put it on people that don't like what Rob was talking about or I was talking about. But share it on your page and let other people see what the, what what's going on in the world. All right, at least what we think. There's other points of view, and I would honor those too. I just don't always agree. All right, we want to thank our sponsors, Compton Family Winery, and also we want to thank Chris Dandel Family Dentistry. Um, where everyone is welcome. All right, have a good night. I'll see ya. Bye-bye.